we have a really cool call coming up tomorrow. John's Crazy Socks. I'm so excited. I've followed John's story for several years. What do you think of when you think of John's Crazy Socks? Socks. A lot of socks. <laughs> a lot of socks. For me, I think of it as he is the leader in businesses I agree. for and run by someone with a disability. John has Down syndrome. And well before we ever started the shirt yeah. project, I followed him yeah. and I followed his business. And I was like, yeah. I cannot imagine being able to do something like that. Right. And right. so right. to come full circle and have a call tomorrow with him and his team yeah, for fine. possible collaboration, it's just really cool in my yeah, eyes. It's going to be neat. Nice. Yesterday, we were doing a little prep work at the shirt shop. And we all started pulling up his website and we're looking at some of the different socks. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if we do a collab, ours would be be kind to everyone. But I just think it's super cool when you have both Jordan and John have a disability, but they are leading the way in this industry and yeah. giving people hope for the future. And so I'm I think just, they're a big start. I mean, they're, they are the ones that... I, I saw at the very top that everybody was striving to get to. I think a lot of us are are, are getting that where he is. Um, yes. Oh, I agree. I think John he, and his started. dad have been the the leader mm -hmm. of it. And mm -hmm. they speak a lot of places. They do a lot of stuff publicly. So they do. Nice. They've been on the news a lot. Mm -hmm. So anyway, if any of our followers do not know John and his crazy socks. I think you should, and we're just super excited to have a call with his team and, yep. you know, we'll, see where it leads. Yep, we'll keep you updated. Thank you guys so much for joining today. We have a lot of followers that often comment that they are a grandparent to an individual with autism. So Jordan's grandma is visiting. If you follow along our story, you know Jordan loves grandma. So I thought it would be super fun to have grandma on an episode of the podcast. So welcome, mom. Thank you. It's good to be here. Good. So we are just going to kind of go through and chat about Jordan's journey through autism through the eyes of a grandparent. Um, you've kind of been along the ride, getting a first, first shot view of everything. So... I am curious to have you tell the listeners, did you know anything about autism before Jordan was diagnosed? Not really. I didn't know anything. I had heard the word, but I knew nothing, actually. Okay. I remember the day you called me and told me that you thought she had it. Did I know what it was? And I'm like, not really. And I think back when she was diagnosed, the rate of autism was around 1 in 500. So it just really wasn't that common back then. Um, I still remember I was really worried because she wasn't talking and, uh, well, she had kind of lost sounds. She had words around 18 months and then she started losing them. But you had always said that I was a late talker and I caught up well. Yes, you did. <laughs> you were like two before you started talking and, uh, I'm like, I just wanted you to talk. And so I just kept telling you, I, I think it's okay because you were a late talker. But yeah. obviously that wasn't the case. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, a lot of people will say like a grandparent might be in denial and might not support their child because 
they think things are fine. You never did that. Um, I think you were very accepting from day one. Right, right. Well, I just don't know what else you can do. Yeah. You know, when you know they have it, you just accept it and go on and do what you can to make everything good. So a lot of our listeners know Jordan today, last year, but they don't really know a lot about her early years. How would you describe what you saw in the early years of Jordan when she was really young? In the early years, I know she would not make eye contact. Um, She was pretty rambunctious. She cried a lot. Um, I kind of had to run to keep up with her when we went to the park. Good thing you were younger. That's right. (laughs) A very good thing. Uh, She just wasn't so happy. She was a beautiful little girl, but she just didn't seem happy. Uh, And I know she had so much, uh, I'm not even sure what to call it, but anxiety maybe. And she just like would be crawling out of her skin sometimes. And just, um, she definitely just wasn't a happy child. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's one of the things that's so neat to see her now it's one of the things people comment on the most is how happy she is. Mm-hmm. But it's like they have no idea. No. Those early days. Um, I often laugh, laugh now thinking about, remember that green rocking chair I had? That recliner yes. that was a green leather rocking yes. chair. I can't even tell you how many miles Jordan and I rocked in that same chair. just ro- Because it would be calming to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also remember... She- to calm her down, you would take her a ride in the car yeah. and that would kind of calm her for a while, just right around the block, right around yeah. the block. Yeah. But I mean, it's kind of hard to remember. You never had problems though of her staying with you. Like you kept her no. a lot. That was never an issue. No. Uh-uh. At first it, it didn't make me nervous, but just the food because she was gluten dairy free and I was so afraid I would put some gluten in her diet but I learned early on it it wasn't that hard and you know you would tell me what she could have and what she couldn't and I soon learned some of her favorites uh, Mm -hmm. gluten free so that never really bothered me yeah Mm -mm. and so anybody that's listening along wondering why she was on a special diet I don't know if you remember this, but she used to get a horrible rash on her legs Mm -hmm. to the point it was like bleeding. And I think that probably also contributed to the crying a lot. You know, she just didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And what we realized was when we took gluten out of her diet, her rash cleared up. And I remember one time it came back and I was like, what did she have? And she had been playing with Play-Doh. And it was like the the wheat, the gluten from the Play-Doh had absorbed through her skin Mm -hmm. and it made the rash come back. Um, So for her, she is still gluten-free. She now, I think her body is healed a lot so she can handle like, you know, cross-contamination that doesn't bother her at all. But I don't know if like the rashes would come back, but those, I mean, her poor legs looked horrible before we figured it out. I remember that. Yeah. I do remember that. What are some of the biggest areas of improvement you've seen in Jordan over the years? Oh my, she's just a delight to be around. She's happy. She uh, is now speaking. Um, I don't know. It's just totally different than when she was younger. She's just much more fun and 
she'll take your hand and hold your hand, and she, you know she likes to go for a walk. She just she's just happy and just totally a different child. So that this reminds me, this was when she was doing better. I mean, I don't know. She was probably ten. It was before Hudson came along, so it had she couldn't have been twelve yet. But her favorite thing was to have you get a cup of coffee and <laughs> lay on the bed because then she knew you weren't going anywhere. Oh. And I still remember my mom being like, now this is my type of game. <laughs> that was fun. And to this day, she still kind of likes she does. to have and coffee, she, but she doesn't say it as much. She liked you to cross your legs because <laughs> she knew you weren't going to go anywhere. <laughs> oh, that's funny. She probably knows now that I'm older, I'm not going to get up and leave anyway, with, even if I don't have coffee. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was always fun. So I think a lot of times with grandparents, some of them might struggle with how to connect with their grandchild. One of the things I've always said about you, you are able to connect with both of my kids so well, yet they're totally opposite, you know, and how you're able to connect. How are some ways you're able to connect with Jordan? Well, one thing, she has a phone, so we live stays apart. So I call her nearly every night, not every night, but nearly every night. She seems to love that. Uh, where lots of teenage kids, you know, they can call each other where she doesn't. So it, her phone rings and she likes that. And I feel we have a good connection there. And then just different things like when I'm with them and maybe I'm going to dust or do something in the kitchen, I'll ask her if she'd like to help. And she does. She wants to get up and help me. Uh, she likes to go for walks. Uh, I like to sometimes cook what she likes. She likes fried potatoes. Uh, I haven't done this for a while, but she likes fried green beans. Things that I know she really likes that maybe she does that you don't do quite that as mom's often. mom's too lazy to cook. No, that, <laughs> that takes is more what it time. Is. She knows mom's not doing that for so, her. So <laughs> those are some of the ways that I feel like we connect in a good way. Uh, just different things that I know she likes and I try to do it. Yeah. What, what's your thought about the shirt shop and like what you've seen from day one? So to give everybody a little backstory, the day we were going to launch the idea of the shirts, I wanted 40 family and friends to purchase a shirt and I was going to put it on my personal Facebook page. And I was so scared I was going to post it and it would be crickets. So I remember either calling or texting you out like, Mom, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm getting ready to post this and you need to go on and immediately say you'll purchase one. So at least we know there's one person. <laughs> yeah, you've always been a little fearful there. Uh, and so obviously it's it ran just with that first post. But I think it's been amazing what you guys have done for her, uh, how she has blossomed. Uh, she's learned so much. She's come out of her shell even more. Her personality is just just amazing at the shirt shop. And it's just given her job skills and, you know, something to do other than just after high school sit in a rocking chair. So Could you have ever imagined what it would become. Never, <laughs> never, ever in a million years would I have realized that it would blossom like this. So it's just been a, a super great thing for the whole family. And uh, yeah, it's just really good for Jordan. She, she loves the shirt shop. She loves working. Uh, it's just been amazing what yeah. it's done for her. Do you, you have almost all of her shirts now. Yes, I do. <laughs> which is a lot. It's got to be about a closet or a drawer full. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite? Uh, <clears throat> 
I actually like the kind of a light purple with the butterfly. Okay. That's one of my favorites. And probably my second is the red one that came out a few years ago, uh, the Hudson style yep. with the black. That's that. I like that one a lot, but I like them all. I, there's none that I don't like, really. Yeah. But those are probably my top two favorites. Yeah. Um, one other question, just from the standpoint of you as a mom to me, what have you noticed about how we've had to parent differently? Have you seen that journey in ways of watching Ben and I and how we interact with Jordan and any part of that from your standpoint of what you've seen with us as a family unit? Yeah, I think once you realize she had uh, autism, you all just threw your life into the world. You just spent hours upon hours researching and wanting the very best for her. Uh, And you all put that as a priority in your life. I mean, you've moved, you've done everything uh, to make it better for her. And sometimes I wonder what you would have been like as parents had she not had autism because you didn't know anything different until little Hudson come along and he's a big blessing beyond words but uh you guys are just amazing I I mean people tell me all the time how they just are amazed at what you all do and and how you come up with new ideas and how you uh you know, relate to Jordan and, and always putting her first as far as, um, things that are going to benefit her. So, well, you have, you've always been Jordan's biggest cheerleader, but you've also always been mine and Ben's. (laughs) Um, you know, I think so many people maybe don't have that level of support from a parent that I've had, um, I'll be together with different people and always say, oh, my mom is like my biggest cheerleader ever. I, I was like, if she thinks I do wrong, she doesn't tell me. <laughs> so I just wish every, you know, every parent could learn from that because I think it would make the autism journey so much better for their child and then also for their grandchild. Um, yeah. I think it sets a good example. I think it does take the family members to be on board. Um, and also, I might add, you know, Jordan wouldn't be where she is today without you and Ben, uh, like with the shirt shop and all. Uh, you all have to be the ones to get it motivated. For example, with her friends and everything, you have to be the one to get that started because she can't do it on her own. Right. So you all have been extremely good at that, making her friendships and just staging everything for her to make her life better. Well, and what we've learned along the way is, I mean, in the early years, it was so hard. And even like you've watched, she still to this day gets in her kind of rigidness routine. And so we have to work to get her out of that. But by doing that, it makes her so much happier when she's able to branch out, do things. Mm -hmm. But it also makes our whole family life so much easier. So I look at where she is today, and I would say, you know, of all the improvements she's made, quality of life Mm -hmm. is the biggest. She's just... She's just happy. Yeah, she really is happy. Yeah. She, she really is a happy. When she finds out grandma's coming, we try to not tell her much more than a week ahead of time because we're going to hear about it every, I mean, numerous times every day. But it is interesting. 
she she adjusts well to you going. She knows she knows you're coming to visit mm-hmm. and she knows you got to go. And then she's okay. She's going to yeah. wait until she finds out you come the next time. She's going to start the countdown all over again. Yeah, she really, she really adjusts to things well. And I think that's one of them. She seems to really love it when I come, but she's okay when I leave. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I, I like that too. Yeah. Makes it easier to leave. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I thank you so much for being on our podcast. You're a pro. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we know, we know now where I get it from, uh, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this gave you ideas. Whether you are a grandparent listening, whether you are a parent and you're hoping to get support, or whether you are a teacher, a neighbor, or whoever, we at least hope you leave our podcast smiling some, feeling better, and going out to support someone else. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to bekindtoeverin.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.